0: Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, March 18, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What's on the docket today? What are we looking at? Pretty decent down day across the board. We're gonna get to all that stuff. Let's first zero in on the 30,000 foot view. What do we see on the daily chart? What's the big picture? That's a pretty good place to start today. What are those lines on the screen that's all bunching up the top of the chart? Well, we'll get to that when we get to inside the numbers. Let's just focus on the chart itself. All of a sudden, now we're back below the former all-time high at 394.17. This is the high I'm referencing from the 16th of February. Remember the third week in February? Remember that? Yeah. And yeah, I never thought that they would make another new high, but they did. Now they're below the old high. So being below the old high is the first step in what's called a failed breakout. They're going to have to close below the old high at least one more time to confirm a failed breakout. But there's other numbers on the board that are important. What are they? How about 392? We're gonna get a little more in depth on 392 later when we get to inside the numbers. However, 392 is really the first line in the sand. What does that mean? It means closing the day, which they did today, below 392, a line in the sand means that it's a fumble for the bulls and closing below that number opens the door to other numbers. What are the other numbers? There's a lot in between but you also see on the page 385. That's more important on a weekly chart closing basis. If they do, once they do, close below 385 on a Friday close, that's where, and you'll remember this from before, they've already closed below here on a weekly basis twice. I had to raise the number a little bit. Numbers change as time goes on. Not all of them, but some of them. So closing below 385 net net on a weekly close is again one of those flares up in the air that says, hey, look out below, this could be the one. They fought back from 384, 385 area a couple of times, one more time, and they likely won't be able to fight back. What else do we have looking at the bigger picture? If you date back a few weeks when we started talking about The third week in February, the market topped out, came down, started going back up. And I said, they may make a new high. I don't think they will make a new high. I was wrong about that. But even if they do make a new high, it won't be by much. And they're still going to roll over and go down anyway. While we're here and the market technically is still trading out, I thought it would be important to get a sense for how important 392 actually is. So between the 4 o'clock close and the 4.15 close when the futures close, the market is rallying back to try and get back above 392. Will it work? Will it not work? The official close of the day is below 392 from an SPY perspective. If they rally back and they close above by the 4.15 close, Well, they just leave you guessing a little bit. They do this kind of stuff all the time. 392 is important. The last thing that I'll mention is, remember what we discussed the other day, the next target in terms of time that we're zeroing in on is really next week. Another thing to remember, food for thought awareness type stuff, this was quadruple witching options expiration week. The week's not over. Tomorrow on Friday, they can still whip the market back up in the northern direction. How high, how far, we'll see what happens on Friday if they do that at all, but that's always a possibility. You see big swings in both directions when we get into these corrective phases. And I understand some of you don't necessarily think it's a corrective phase. We're all entitled to think whatever we wanna think. That's what makes a market. Two people look at the exact same information and they come out with two entirely different conclusions. Let's say if, if the market does sell on Friday, what are two areas that are likely to be reached as targets? 389 and a half, give or take, and if they get through that and begin closing hourly below that level, then around 387 would be the next target on the downside. What happens if they flip the market around and they're going back up on Friday? 394.50 would be an important number and a likely pivot, meaning staying below would be still somewhat troublish for the bulls. Getting above would be better for the bulls and would allow them to have another leg higher, right around 394.50. How about a quick check on 392? As I look at the price action at this particular time, there's about a minute and a half left until the 415 close. And you can see they're hovering right around 392. You can see it on the chart down here on the right. You can also see it up here where the bid and the ask is 391.99 by 392.02. 392 is important. Let's check out Inside the Numbers. We'll start with the pre-market commentary, important service announcement. Inside the Numbers will conclude for the week following today's session. That's Thursday's session. I'm taking the day off on Friday. Happy Thursday. We wake up a little red in post Kabuki Theater give back. Overnight they got as high as 397850 on the futures, just a stone's throw away from the next big fat round number of ES 4000. Remember, that's still lurking out there. Are they going to totally leave that alone or are they going to make one more push for it and even higher before this thing is said and done? It's an open case, we'll see. Let's see what else we have as the morning unfolds. So here are the early thoughts, and I don't put charts up in the early thoughts often. However, this one, I really couldn't help myself. You'll get the point in a moment. Sometimes you're just programmed to notice certain things. Below is a picture of what just happened, and this was at 7.45 a.m. This is the futures. It's the 24-hour clock. It's the futures that trade or the chart that trades, including the electronic data. So they make a high overnight, and they start selling off. Were they selling off for a news-related item, or were they simply running a test of the break-up candle low? Look at this chart, where the arrow is. Look at the size of that break-up candle low. That's from the post-kabuki theater surge, or spike, yesterday. And then they did what? They came back to run a test of the breakup candle low. Now ultimately, they got below that, but they still ran a test and they bounced off that spot. They do the same stuff over and over and over again. So therefore, we already have a hint at that time in the morning, or at least I do, that that spot's gonna be important. So right out of the chute, how about opening the day above or below that spot? Yup, it's important, we'll see what happens. What's the corresponding SPY number? You sitting down? How about 394? Funny how that works. Remember 394, of course you do. Just so you can get the full effect of what happened. This is the candle that you saw in the picture. The low is 39.31.75. Okay, fair enough. Let's just draw a line across that low in that neighborhood and see what happened. So the market came down, they ran a test, and they bounced up. They ultimately made a high of 39.58.75. That's quite the bounce off the test. We're moving right along. 9.01. Opening above or below 394 should set the table for the morning session. While 393.60, and this was from yesterday, was tested, it still could represent some support. However, opening the day below 394 or closing hourly below opens the door for a test of 392. We just talked about 392. You have to know your numbers. You have to know the setup. You have to know what they're trying to accomplish if they get above or below certain spots. That's the only way that you can affect a trade, make money, be correct, all that stuff. Let's keep going. We're moving along. 394 is our early pivot. This is all before the market opens already. 392, if visited, is a line in the sand. 9.24 a.m. Now, let's just put in perspective what happened. Forget the vertical today. The red line is 392. Look what happened over here. In the afternoon, they come down and make a low of 392.21. You'll see later on in the commentary that I said they came too close, bounced away. That's the end of the deal. It takes the trade off the table from 392. But what happened in this candle? They did it anyway. The low was 391.97, and they immediately had a rip-your-face-off 10 point S&P handle bounce, immediately. So they really did it twice. The first time when they came up short, where did they go? They went right to 393.60 and was rejected. Remember 393.60 from this morning? We just looked at it in the notes. Here it is, right here, 393.60, already at nine o'clock in the morning. When you have these numbers in your back pocket, you can put some lines on your charts. You have points of reference. You first have to believe in the numbers. 9.34, stocks on the move. We'll circle back to those later. DG and XON, they were screw jobs. We'll get to the charts in a moment. Now check this out. 9.36, 395.06 is the low from yesterday's breakup candle on the hourly chart. Okay, fair enough. Getting back inside that low is a recapture and can send prices on another leg higher. They would have to start closing candles above 395.06, And what you'll find out that this also proved to be a very, very important spot. 9.36 a.m. Here's an hourly SPY chart. Let's set the table. Let's understand what we're referring to. Here's that candle. The low is 395.06. The close of the first hour of the day is 395.05. No accidents, no coincidences. That's sponsored by the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew. Closing one penny below isn't definitive enough for anything, but they're right on it, you know it's important. The next two hours close above, they're heading for the gap, but they come up short. Then they run a test, but they still close above it. Then when they give it up, that's the end of it, 392 is on the table. That was the setup from the get-go. Here's a five minute chart, now you've got the vertical so you know everything to the right is today's activity. Look at this. 395.06, they worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. Then they broke out, came right back, broke out again and failed. They couldn't do it. All right, let's see what else we have. We're moving along, here's another chart. What's this one all about? Ah, We're talking about the pending and upcoming swing trade service. Not gonna get too much into it here, but this is an example of the type of stuff we're talking about. Looking at longer term charts and we're applying the same stuff that we apply to intraday and all that stuff. Too much stuff in there, but you get the point. Here's an example. Everyone hates the bond market right now. Rates are rising and the talking heads can't get enough. of it. So we wanna look at the TLT that represents the 20 to 30 year treasury bonds. So if interest rates are going up, the TLT is going down. If interest rates are going down, the TLT will be going back up. Well, interest rates are going up and yesterday was a Fed meeting, an FOMC meeting. So what they're telling you is that all is well, they're going to be there, everything's going to be fine. That's what they always say. They know that there's a problem in the bond market. They don't want rates to rise precipitously. Why? Because that's going to stifle the economy eventually. Their job, as they see it, is to keep rates low. So in order to keep rates low, they have to continue to buy bonds, and they have to essentially manipulate the market that's supposed to be a free market, but they're going to buy bonds and they're gonna try and drive rates down. Well, yesterday, the market essentially didn't buy their story, so today, the bond market went down further. Well, guess what? Just so happens that they came into the top end of a zone that I had identified. That would be a good example of where to begin a swing trade position. not looking for a long-term hold in TLT. I'm looking for a snapback. It's contrary to what everybody thinks. That's the way this works. So you scroll up a little farther, wouldn't be surprised to see some kind of short-term low in bonds, high in yields, somewhere in that zone. Here's the daily chart of the TLT, and you can see today's low was 133.19. The top end of the zone, I had it at 132.95. It's basically 133 down to the other number, 130 and change. Okay, that was a little intermission from the non-typical stuff found inside the numbers. Let's move along. We know about the 395.06, so at 9.45, that's what you get. We can see how important that spot is. They're having a good old-fashioned bull-bear battle. Closing candles inside, another leg higher, not being able to, 394 would be the first stop. Just for shits and giggles, you can see here that the second candle of the day, this is a 15-minute chart, so the second candle ends at 10 o'clock. The low was 394.02 in that candle. No, thy numbers. We're moving right along. There's your test of 394, it's an important spot. Getting below and closing candles below opens the door for 392. So you started seeing that right out of the chute in the morning and it perpetuated all day. So everybody was familiar with below 394, the target is 392. Nice trade on SPCE, Baidu finally does the deal. From here, and hopefully you got the flavor of what's going on here. So from here, what I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, do the homework, check the numbers out, go back to the charts, find out when the post was, what the numbers were, mark up the chart, and see what happened. See if any of this makes sense. about 11.20? If they close the hour at 11.30 above 395.06, it will become support as long as they're above. This would open the door for the same spot mentioned earlier this morning, up at 396.50 or higher. Same routine, 15 minute chart. Now this line up here, the top line is at 396.50. So you see what happened. They ran a test at 394, they got back above 395.06. Once they established that, they ran to what? 396.50, how you doing? And we're moving right along. After lunch, no surprise. They did the thing that they said they would do if they did the other thing. What happens if they close hourly below 395.06? Well, they go to 394 again. If that cracks, 393.60, which should be a way station, down to 392. Today, can't know that, but what we do know is that 395.06 is important. So when you see all that stuff, you say, well, look, if you see them failing at 395.06, then you have an idea of what the hell's going on. And we're moving along. If they kept rising, 397 and a quarter, give or take, would have been a prize. Remember, prize is not target. Prize is if they have an end of the day jam session, where are they going? That kind of stuff. Moving along. By 216, back below 395.06, and the bulls are failing, 394 on deck, and the rest. And then you see what happens throughout the rest of the session. Read the notes, go back, and double check the work. Stock's on the move, pretty healthy list today. Let's take a look at Baidu, ZTO. These are two that hit their price objectives. PayPal did, Space did, S-P-C-E. DG jumped the target, but we have to look at the chart. We're gonna look at Twilio, T-W-L-O. The rest didn't get to their numbers, so they're off the board. We only want trades at our numbers, not some other joker's numbers. First one was Baidu. The number on the board was 265.75. And you can see we're in this zone here. So when the market sold off, they came in to 265.75, rattled around a little bit, took off to the upside. Baidu, how you doing? On the board, 7.40 in the morning. How about ZTO? We have to look at this one. It's classified, at least from where I sit, as a heartbreaker. Why? Because look at this low. 29.67 against 29.65. Now, they came back later, but that doesn't count anymore. It's off the board. We wanted that trade. Little front-running. PayPal, wrong numbers today. 2.41.27, they never got there. They traded over it all day, and then they finally did the thing late in the day, and they went to the second number, but they traded over the second number just as well. So the numbers were off on PayPal. Didn't result in a trade either way. Would have been a nice trade here, but they missed it by a pinch, and that was it. SPCE, Virgin Galactic, 32.35 on the board bright and early. There you go. Comes into the number, rattles around, takes off. Better than a base hit, better than a double. The dollar on a $32 stock's pretty good rip. Maybe not better than a double, but it's certainly a double. DG, this one ticked me off a little bit. So they're hovering around the number by the opening bell. Two things that the market is telling you when that occurs. Either that's the number, or they're going to blow right through it. Well, look what happened here. The opening print was 176.34. My number was 176.37. Guess what? The high, just minutes later, was 181.55. That's a heartbreaker. Either way, the numbers work. There's another one. XONE. Check this one out. The low over here happens to be 3197 against 3185. Look at That rip in the other direction. Just missed it by that much. Doesn't look like much, but Twilio gave you the deal twice. So it gives you the deal here, comes into the number, and it goes back up in the other direction. 369 was the high in that candle. So they did more than the base hit. Then when they came into the second number, they came up short here. The low is 362.13. Then they do it. Then they rattle around a little bit. In here, they did the deal at minimum of 1%. Then they went back up, then they came back down, but either way, you get the point. You see where the support was. These are where the trades are. Pretty big down day over in Camp IWM, down 3%, right back into the 20 period moving average. It's gonna be very critical where they close the week. So check where they are now, as it relates to the former high. So here's your former high, they were above it, now they're back below it. So you're getting A, a failed breakout, And if you get back below the 20-period moving average, you can see what's going on here. A failed breakout can have acceleration-type characteristics. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Interesting tail candle from spiking up to new highs once again, finishing below yesterday's close, below the former high. It's interesting. I'm looking at that, and I'm saying, the trend is your friend above all the moving averages. That's a tail candle, not on tremendous volume, but a pickup in volume. Watching this closely, we know about the transports. My second favorite market leading indicator next to the IWM, a number one canary in the coal mine. Let's see over the next couple of days what the transports want to tell us. Flat day for the transports, so we still have somewhat of a divergence going on here, but they were a lot higher earlier, so I'm watching closely the folks out in Silicon Valley. Isn't this a bearish wedge pattern? How many times have I talked about this? You have a move down, you have a move back up, it's a bearish, wedgish, flaggish kind of thing. This is less of a flag, more of a wedge, but look what's happening. So is this going to shoot back up in the other direction? Maybe, but the pattern it's making, the one we discuss all the time, actually does this. Time will tell, but you crack the old low here, look out below. Weekly chart of the Qs, Isn't this making one of those bearish, flaggish, wedgish things too? So we have a down move, and for about three weeks, or two and a half weeks, we've been making a bearish, flaggish, wedgish kind of thing going on. What happens if they close the week below the 20-week moving average? That would be the first time in a long time. I think that would raise some eyebrows. Still yet an up day for the XLF. Nice tail candle, spike to new high, Finished not at, but near the lows with a tail candle on volume. So this one is a little bit different than the transports because it has more ingredients. Remember, we always talk about a full stack. I'm not saying this is a completely full stack, but here you have a couple of ingredients that you have to pay attention. The financials are on watch. Smash Mouth, same kind of bearish wedgish thing going on. And this isn't new. We just didn't discuss it over the last few days, but this is what's going on. Same thing that we found in the queues, and also, by the way, 4% down on the SMH. That's a woodshed day, and we know that the SMH, the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, is in and of itself a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. Tech looks terrible. The semiconductor space looks terrible. We talked about this before. Topping is a process. Not everything is going to top out at the same time. The cues and the semiconductor space, they already topped out some time ago. Nowhere near the old highs like the SPY, like the Dow, IWM, transports, all that stuff. We'll see how it unfolds. And by the way, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're gonna pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast